0: All right, guys, uh, welcome back to another episode of uh, 100 Books a Year with Kevin. Uh, it has been a couple of days, and I just want to do another update on the, the book series. Uh, let's talk about exactly what happened um, after Buffett took over, right? Like what was his thinking going into a different um, industry and then kind of building this uh, holding company, right, this uh, collaborate, and what is the benefit that's coming out of that? So um, we talked a little bit more about this last time, right? The whole cigar bus situation. That's kind of is Buffett's mo is is he wants to find a business that's selling less and it's liquidating value and the way for a temporary uh, market correction to sell at a profit, right? So so like the higher the uh, liquidating value or the lower the purchase price is, the better it is. Right. So we we kinda of spent the last few days uh on this particular idea of dissecting the industry, right? Right before um Buffett took over, what was the numbers, right? What was the uh, textile industry like, right? What is the comp- uh, competition between the northeastern USA, right in the uh, New England area compared to uh the southern part of the USA? So we can all kind of come in come to consensus that the number doesn't look so good right and then in 1965 uh Buffett was going to purchase some brocher's uh, Hasaway share for about eleven dollars and five and fifty cents per share and then uh, they um, they already have like a contract drew up and then the uh, CEO I think uh, was called Seabury extended, and he said, nope uh, we're gonna have to mark it down to 11 per share, so meaning that they're getting less for their money, and then this really makes Buffett mad. And then some might argue that that actually causes him to even want this deal more. I want to take over the entire company, right? Kind of, kind of like the uh, ruthless, the uh, ruthless part of a capitalistic Buffett kind of took over for like a little bit. And of course, right? Buffett later wrote that. Uh, you know, uh, using purchase and Hasaway as an investment vehicle is actually not a good idea because they could have compounded more or in a sense, they could have, uh, have a better company to be their holding company compared to BH, right? So nobody really knows exactly what was the decision behind it, but some argue that like, he got emotional over this kind of like a bait and switch kind of this um, operation. Right, so he took over in in nineteen sixty five. Everything looks decent, right? Um, the uh, textile business is still losing money. Uh, he's just trying to see if uh, they can turn a profit over there. And right around nineteen sixty seven, there was a turning point. Uh, Berkshire Hathaway acquired an insurance company called the National Indemnity Company, uh, NIC. So, exactly what does NIC do? Is they will offer insurance to high-risk companies and individuals. We're talking about taxis. We're talking about uh, other public transportation because of the fact that there's like a lot of them, and then you know, our uh, taxi companies are usually operating in a very noisy environment, so they usually don't really get insured. I think back then because it's too much to to uh, uh, insure them. So. Other insurance companies will, will not touch these quote-unquote high-risk, high-liability companies. So, the way that Buffett likes about uh, this national in, uh, in, uh, indemnity uh, uh, company is their founders said, hey, there's not a thing called bad risk, there's only high rates, right? So, essentially, they're saying that like, we don't care how much or how bad the risks are all we care about is how high we can market, right? Like if you have a terrible rate, the will we, then we'll to market your um, insurance be higher, then in a sense that we're gonna have a better profit, right? And Buffett loved about this. So that's why they acquired this insurance company. So at that time, uh, Buffett agreed to a price of $8.6 million. And then uh, it's about overpaying $1.9 million over the tangible net assets of the company. Right? And then you're saying, mm, this kind of goes against his belief, right? Like why would you overpay close to $2 million to get this insurance company? Right, So this kind of like showcase why would he do it, right? So essentially, it's really about the business model of an insurance company. So insurance is, unlike most other businesses, in that its assets are almost entirely comprised of securities, right? So let that sink in. So in the most basic construction of an insurance company balance sheet, the assets are actually funded by policyholder, quote unquote. They actually have not paid their premium yet, and then they actually have claims to be paid, right? So. They are being owned by this entire group of policyholders that are in different circumstances. And then the balance is the shareholders' equity. Now, buying national indemnity with Berkshire Hathaway means that Berkshire could allocate capital into securities that would buy anyway at a modest premium and also gain access to the well-run insurance operation. So. In a sense that the insurance company itself can still earn an underwriting profit by being uh, very good at due, due, uh, due diligence. But the thing is, is the, uh, those profit will pay for the upfront uh, up premium and any additional gains can be uh, also being put to work by Buffett uh, um, after that. So this is what we call it is called float, right? So in a sense, Buffett likes the idea of uh, buying insurance company because of the fact of their operation model. They're not uh, really owned by anything else and they're mostly securities. And then most importantly is they can usually crank out a profit by running a very, very good underwriting business. And then the life or money can be used to employ by him down the line. So to kind of like give you guys a little bit more of a... Uh, was the term of a clear-cut example, in the insurance field, there is this uh, ratio called a combined ratio. So essentially, it's the loss ratio plus the expense ratio. So let's use, let's say, year 1968, right? Like the year after Buffett bought uh, NIC, the loss ratio was about 65.4% and then the expense ratio was about 32.1%. Uh, so they have a combined ratio of 97.5% back in 1968. Now, one person might say, hmm, that seems high, right? But the way that you should approach this ratio is if it's under 100% or not. If it's one uh, uh, under 100%, that means this insurance basis is actually running better than expected, which means, the 2.5% of of the premium that the company collects, like it it could be hundreds of millions or billions of of dollars, 2.5% of it is actually investment earnings that Buffett can redeploy into other businesses. So that's kind of how they usually have like a measurements balance sheet because of that, right? So here's the thing, right? People might ask is, why are not more insurance companies doing this themselves right why do they kind of have to have this brand new idea under Buffett the true answer is the insurance company they can do it themselves but the thing is is they're not as good of an investor compared to Buffett <laughs> right so I'm sure some insurance companies they try to to um, invest it but they kind of fell mi- uh, miserably so they kind of led it to, let Buffett to like run this part of the business or kind of have Buffett to be like a trailblazing person on this particular business model, right? So essentially you need an insurance business model and you need some investment genius like Buffett, then you're going to have a money printing machine right after that, right? So this is the uh, pretty much the core, um, the core, um, Thinking of um, Warren Buffett's first acquisition, Warren first found the foundation of getting another, uh, like an, another company. So later on, we're going to have different um, sort of marginal business that he acquired, right? So we're going to have newspa- the newspaper business, right? I, I think uh, Warren was friends with uh, Catherine, who was the head of uh, Washington Post. And then the like the the thing with business, it was a newspaper is it is really cheap to to like print them, right? And then the margin on that can be big as well. And also we have candy, right? Uh, the seeds candy is another uh, another good investment. A great retail store with a uh, growth, and then really focus on high quality uh, high quality uh, candy. And then we have banks, right? Like banks are uh, notoriously for. Uh, quote-unquote charging premiums and then like um, uh, uh, overdraft fees and all that fun stuff. Well, not fun stuff, but like, you know, all that stuff that we're talking about. It. So um, right about 10 years since um, Buffett took over, he sort of had this solid foundation set up, right? So between the year of 1965 to 1974, Bertrand Hathaway is, uh, was uh, still in the textile ministry. Uh, was in the insurance uh, uh, environment, was in newspaper, was in candy, and was in the banking uh, industry, right? So you kind of start to see this uh, flywheel come together with really every single high margin, good flow business model going into their uh, entire purchase pathways uh, ecosystem and then kind of fuel the investment right after that. So that's it. That's what we're going to touch on today. And I really like the fact that um, it's really, really kind of interesting to go over the founding stories of these giant companies, right? And then now in the 60s and 70s, Warren Buffett kind of find their footing and then they kind of expand on this um, kind of like trajectories, right? Like there was another... uh, good retail company that they bought was, uh, what was it again? A Nebraska furniture company, right? Same thing. So I think the lesson of this is really be able to recognize the overturning pattern of the environment first or the ministry first. And after that, really be able to uh, invest in good companies and really everything points to investing, right? If you can get any edge in buying a company or um, acquire a company, it's really, really good to do it. And then there's there's a different types of companies that Buffett can own, right? We talk about insurance, we talk about candy, we talk about banking, and we talk about newspaper as well. And then I think the next kind of a big turning stone was actually in the early 2000s where uh, Berkshire Hathaway goes into tech, but I think most people know that side of the story pretty well, how they changed their views on Apple, and then um, Apple actually made them more profitable than any of the other investments that they've made in the previous like 20 to like, 30 years. So um, that's it, guys. We're going to finish our episode today, and then next time, we're going to do our last episode. We're going to talk about what does Buffett thinks was their uh, top mistakes 25 years into their uh, existence and we're going to touch on that as our last episode next time all right thank you so much for listening guys if you like the podcast uh subscribe and uh, share with your friends and then i will talk with you guys next time bye